Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den. If you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Here we are then, this is the Millwall Fan Show with Akhtung Millwall. Uh, guys, I don't want to start on a negative, but we've got to go to Swansea, haven't we? <laughs> Rob, you did <laughs> Straight in yeah, the, the, the jug. I mean, we can so. have a... Earlier on, there was a little joke in the audio about we're Millwall and we don't care, and everyone hates us. Do you think everyone still hates Millwall? Well, I hope so. Yeah? Uh, it wouldn't be the same well, if I don't it, think if the fans are too happy at the moment <laughs> <laughs> we're not even too keen on ourselves you yeah. know, so we're hoping everyone else dislikes us it okay. wouldn't be the same uh, um, Frank Lampard had a dig didn't he not that long ago yeah Lampard bitter um, man I, bitter, bitter man, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got over West Ham connections he does yeah and he's a celebrity although they're saying fat Frank him for years didn't they yeah and, and, and at the den celebrity is always going to draw comment and you know I, 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 yeah, I thought we actually got away quite lightly in all honesty yeah, uh, yeah I've seen a lot worse than that in my time down there. I thought he, he, he wasn't, wasn't on the Holloway kind of category was he no mm-hmm. I don't think it could be a tw- Twitter poll who's had it worse than fat Frank oh right now that would be a whole programme in its own right but <laughs> probably going into un- unpublishable lang- language as well that'd be a weird programme program <laughs> like if you saw that in a tv guide who's had it worse than fat frank i'd have no idea what it was the most outstanding um case of, of den intimidation came in the 1980s when we played Hull city at home mm-hmm. they had a goalkeeper called tony norman and he um unfortunately uh, fisted a, a cross straight into his own goal so it was a mill goal one nil yeah and he had uh, uh, must about 45 minutes of the whole stadium saying we love you norman we do <laughs> and it just went on yeah and on we love you norman we do and the guy was a nervous wreck by the end of it so <laughs> that probably was the worst were much much worse than frank, uh, frank blank lampard are the are the atmospheres as as great still as legend would have um I I would say that the atmosphere we, we take our atmosphere for granted. Mm-hmm. So I would actually say it's not been all that at times. I mean, I've, I've had away fans say to me, I don't know about you, Michael, but 
what a great atmosphere it was at the den and it sounded all right it was it was just okay but yeah. i think in comparison with other clubs i think we do take it a bit for granted at times yeah. it I is it is a, a notch up isn't it yeah I, I think also with all due respect to the teams we've been playing we've we've not had like that that big 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 team no, come down yet we haven't no. had like the leads come yeah. down yet or maybe to a degree no you know like like i know they're not a huge rival to us but like a stoke like a big premier team come yeah down. i know swansea came down recently but there's yeah. not much expectation around swansea i mean when we played gillingham and plymouth in the league cup mm-hmm. really bad examples because they're low tenancies but their crowds were going crazy and it's mm. like oh it's a library here and you think well we're not, gonna get, we're, not, we're not going to get built up about Plymouth in the, in the second yeah. round or first round. Yeah. Half the was. stadium was shut, and it's, yeah. it's, it's Gillingham, you know. I mean, again, no disrespect to Gillingham, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that excited over it. No. So, and there's also a romanticism, Coldblow Lane yeah. in the 1970s and 80s. Um, wasn't always um, pulsating there, I can tell you, because I was there. So, um, you know, I think people sometimes overplay the past mm-hmm. and, and down, yeah. the, down the present. I think we were saying, as we've seen outside before we just came in, and it's quite ironic that this has, this has led into it that you always hear like Neil Harris Steve Kavanagh John Berylson a lot of the players say you know when you're on the pitch and you can hear the crowd really going you know there's that famous story was it the Leicester player who mm. sort of, when he got tackled he was like do you get this all the time or yeah. I can't play down blokes here. wouldn't take throw-ins you know yeah, guys like take, you, know, you, get, yeah. you get that atmosphere and you know we, we were there for the Leicester game you see it and there could be an argument that maybe the reason why the results haven't been as great as they could be was because we've got an expectation to beat Sheffield Wednesday, to yeah. beat Rob, maybe makes the, the, the crowd aren't feeding the players, and that's no yeah. disrespect to Mill supporters before people start tweeting in or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, as we were saying, I, I absolutely guarantee I'll put a lot of money on it that the atmosphere for the Leeds game will be a lot well, more yeah. hostile than when we played Swansea. That's a pantomime. It's one. I think England's great pantomimes, the yeah. Millwall versus Leeds fixture for the first time actually this season. I think Leeds might have a chance. But anyway, that's that's another another subject. Yeah. But going back to Swansea, I, I think the referee didn't actually do us a favour by sending the man off. I was just saying to Michael, I would have mm-hmm. preferred that he left him on the pitch as a villain that we can then focus our Energy's hatred on. at. Sure. And it becomes a focal point for the game yeah. and that would have got the crowd more interested. We, we do struggle against 10 men. We struggle in games where we're expected to win. We're, we're the ultimate underdogs. And give us a situation like Swansea, mm-hmm. where you're expected to press forwards and, 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 and crush them. We, we kind of struggle with that. We prefer to be the 10-man side going at them, don't yeah. we? I mean... In, in Let's be honest, it was on a plate for us. The tablecloth was laid, the plate was there, the knife yeah. and fork. We were there just to finish off, especially when we went one nil up as it's well. It's not an anomaly, we, we though, tripped, is it? tripped over the threshold of the door, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get teams that go down to 10 and very early, fairly regularly, that get a result. Everybody always thinks, that, especially in the crowd, you think, brilliant, mm. this is the match one. But it does happen at every level, yeah. not but, inconsistently. But, but I have to say, with credit to Swansea, sorry. Well, yeah, I'm um, say the same. We, um, yeah. They had two chances and scored two. Yeah. That, that is what you do. You're down to 10 men away from mm-hmm. home in an atmosphere you don't really like. They've got a lot of players out with injury. You've got a lot of players out for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. in other ways. You've got a, a manager on the sideline who's basically said that, you know, a few games ago that we're trying to rebuild, we're trying to do this. There's boardroom unrest. Mm-hmm. Weather the storm of Mills attack. Let them work, wear themselves out. Two shots on target, two goals. We, we yeah. can be one-dimensional, and that's that's a problem. <clears throat> we, we play a long-angled ball that normally at Steve Morrison, try and work it from there. That can be a problem once intelligent managers, and I include Graham Potter of Swansea in that, because I thought he came out this, in the second half with a plan, and they, 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 they turned us over. I mean, we, we were mugged at home. So I say to all credit to Swansea. There's some decent Definitely. players in there, so I, I know that they've had a few out injured, but... Um, one or two of their players look top quality to me and, and they just pulled movement, speed, passing and 
full credit to them. I mean, I couldn't. It, it really, really hurt. It was a real gutty result, and uh, it left the stadium feeling really depressed. But I can't argue with the result because we were outplayed, and you've got to take your hat off to that. And yeah. let's not forget as well, ninety for a minute day at the post. Yeah, and out, out fought with an F and out fought with a, with a th. Um, so that's that's hard to take. Yeah. Um, Neil Harris is. I mean. Uh, I, I think he needs to learn fast that we're up. teams now at this at this level can handle the direct approach. They've worked out how to how to deal with our, you know, all, all guns uh, blazing style, and um, we do need a, a second a second approach. Yeah, not not good enough just to depend on that pure and simple. And I think that that was the big lesson of that of that result. Well, it seems fair. When we come back in just a moment, we'll be talking about whether or not there's a mini crisis at Millwall. We're in four sixteenth. So, 16th in the league, a goal difference of minus two, five points acquired. Is there a little crisis occurring at the Den? I had a little crisis leaving the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Walking out last week, that was, a, that was a little mini personality crisis I had. Um, I actually think that this season, as we're having now, is, is probably the season we should have had last year. Um, we are finding that we're, a big, you know, we're amongst the big league now. Um, teams with big resources, big money. And we are a minnow compared with many other clubs. And we're starting to discover that there are managers of intelligence, there are players of intelligence, and they can unlock our game plan. So, <clears throat> in some ways, last season was a bit of a fluke, um, an anomaly. And this this is probably the season we should have had last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree, agree totally. And you, you say, is there a crisis? I think, as we said outside as well, Nick, if you've got a sort of, well, you say die-hard Mill fan, but any sort of self-respecting Mill fan, 14th, 13th, 12th is, is oh, what yeah. you'd expect, you know, and yeah. you'd be happy with. I've said as well that outside, outside of the Millwall bubble that we was talking about previously, it's the media. Is there a crisis at the Den? You've got other yeah. fans saying, "Well, you finished eighth last year. You, you like, you nearly made the playoffs." We're at, we're Aston Villa fans, or we're sort of Middlesbrough fans. You, you were up with us last season. Yeah, but as Nick said. Not necessarily a fluke because the performances were there, but there was the fluke element with the run, and, yeah. and I do agree with that. Yeah. So there's, there was a lot of good fortune in that run yeah, last season, exactly. that unbeaten run. I mean, we, you know, there were games where, if we're honest, after I'm thinking back to Brentford, um, where they hit the post a couple of times against us, yeah. could have easily have lost that. That would have ended the run, and that would have taken the the, yeah, the, the, the yeah. gas out of the balloon. So yeah, Ipswich away is another one. Yeah. So you know, we we, we rode good fortune, adrenaline. It was all very Millwall. You know, it's, that's that's the ideal um, cocktail. This season. And um, I just think we're, we're coming up against better teams that can can outthink us, and I think we have to try and mm-hmm. find a way around that. It's, it's not enough with the the standard mill approach, which nearly worked. I mean, Nick should have got some goals on on Saturday. We've missed chances. That's that's unforgivable. Um, but we've got to, we've got to have a plan B, and I think we do have to start start um, the makings of a plan B. But um, it's got to be put into into practice. Get the ball out wide. Get down the wings. Yeah, you, crossing from the. You edge. were saying about the quality players as well. You think when we played Middlesbrough, I think either Patrick Bamford had come off the bench or yeah. or he just signed. So he, you know, so he was there or thereabouts. Derby brought David Nugent on from off the bench yeah. as well so these are yeah. players that we would yeah. love to have in our starting 11 Th- yeah. these are players who ain't even getting into their first team <laughs> yeah, and, you know? yeah. No, I mean it's, it's, it's a real thing isn't it I mean we just lost Jules Savile for £8 million £7 million some say I don't know and we made a couple of big signings busted our transfer record twice in a week with uh, 1.2 and £1, £1 million players so yeah you know, when you set that against these other clubs, I mean, Bamford, I don't know, what did he go for? Tens, nine, ten, nine, million? ten million? I don't know, like something. That, yeah. um, it just gives you a contrast, and I think we we, we can do it. We, we There are ways to play in this league, and I think Neil Harris 
uh, has the capability to achieve success in in the division. Whether it'll be this season, whether it'll be a consolidation, I, I don't know. I think it will be somehow. Mm. Well, as mentioned, obviously Swansea played 85 minutes of the match with only 10 men. Mm. I've got the stats in front of me. Uh, Mill had 11 shots on, well, 11 shots in the game, only two on target. Yeah, um, some some showboating. I, I, I know that he's, he's gone on online, Jed Wallace, and said he wasn't showboating. He had a fantastic chance to, to bury a goal in the first half, and that would have set completely different complexion on proceedings yeah. and he blasted wide and you just can't afford to waste chances and that, that again is another mark of a decent team they get chances yeah they score but yeah Swansea a couple of chances two goals and that, that's the big contrast so it is a bit of a reality check um, and I, we haven't yet seen Tom Bradshaw we haven't really seen um, well we haven't seen Ryan Leonard our, our new signing so I'm hoping they bring a bit more uh, fire and spirit to the team yeah, with if with with that game against Swansea, especially as you were saying with with Wallace's shot, you look at a lot of the, a lot of the sides. I I do think if you're an attacking player and an attacking professional footballer, be it a Millwall player or anyone, even in the top four divisions, let's not talk about you know like League One, League Two quality. Any top four professional football player should be able to hit the target from 20, 25 yards out. It may not have any pace. It might go straight to the keeper's arms, but yeah. to blaze over the bar, yeah. put wide from 20 yards out. Skalak, there was one that Skalak was... Well, Skalak was a decent one, effort. And, and he had a good game, to be fair yeah, to Skalak. He did Skalak. have a very good game. But he put one wide that he should have hit the target. O'Brien, he cut him from the left yeah. in a central position. Yeah. He put it over as well. You've got to test the keeper. Last season as well, what we were saying about the good quality players, Archer, yes, he was a bit suspect from distance they punished us from distance they didn't do anything that's in the 18 yard box since last year it was all 25 30 yard shots the odd in. thing i found on on saturday i mean obviously for the most part the, the 85 minutes were mostly spent with us trying to bombard swansea with yeah. um howitzers and you know kind of napoleonic cannon straight down the <laughs> middle um and then when we brought uh jury scalak our new signing on the wing who looks a quite a good quality winger and an accurate cross of the ball mm. and very late on we brought on um, the boo boy of Tom Elliott who's not been a popular player for us and I thought suddenly he looked dangerous the crosses were coming in from different angles Skalik was finding the, the byline and crossing back and suddenly Elliott hit the, the crossbar, crossbar quite unluckily yeah. mm. in the last minute give him another 10-15 minutes with that kind of service and you wonder what he could do so I, th- I think the particularly Skalik opens up a lot of possibilities maybe in, in, in Tom Elliott and Steve Morrison with a better you know better angled flight of ball we might get some chances and, and that will uh, produce goals but um, no it was just interesting to see the um, a player who's not been very popular suddenly look quite dangerous with a yeah. lot of service what was your um, what was your view on Tunnicliffe if, if, if honest it's this, I know we, we mm-hmm. sometimes jump on a bandwagon and things like that but I personally thought that the way Tunnicliffe played I don't think we massively missed George Savile in the midfield uh, I think where we'll miss George Savile is his ability to score goals and he, he produced some vital goals last season in, in the 18 game or 17 game run whatever it was um Tunnicliffe I, I don't mind Tunnicliffe I don't have this kind of visceral hatred of, of Ryan Tunnicliffe <clears throat> there's a slight um, uh, there's, there's a slight disappearing man quality to him at times um, I'd like to see him take control of midfield I'm hoping that's what we're going to get from Ryan Leonard to be honest I think Ryan Leonard from what I read the Neil described him as a warrior in midfield bigger guy apparently too so I'm hoping that he's going to be a Millwall, a real Millwall player that's going to get stuck yeah. in the midfield because at the moment I'm not seeing that from Ryan Tunnicliffe. Mm. Um, when it comes to Ryan Tunnicliffe, are you aware of the story of his dad's bet? 
Now, this is going to be a good one, I hope You so. don't know this? No. Right, so you know he's from the Manchester United Academy? Uh, yeah, he's traded on that, yeah. yeah. Is he? <laughs> is he? Never right. would have known. Well, when he was a kid, his dad went to the bookies and bet £100 that his son would play... For, no, no, okay. his son would play for Manchester United's first team. OK. And it made him ten grand. Uh, so you got paid out for it? Yeah, I, I, think, I, it, I think it was when he was born. Like, he wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't, like, a month before uh, he played, How long is he doing for running over the Manchester midfield so that's only Yeah, there, there was a lot of suspect tackles in training. Yeah, that's exactly... He's, he's one of his... dead. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Tannock is one of these players that you get a sense there's a good player lurking in there. And yeah, yeah. we make a bit of a, a speciality of players like that at the den. Nice. You always get a sense there's something more in there. I mean, not Tom Elliott we've mentioned already. Yeah. I thought every time I see him play and he's looked ineffectual... Um, we get a sense there's something more in there, something lurking, and somehow it doesn't come out for whatever reason. And I just think Tunnicliffe at times gives me that that, that sense that um, as a I mean, Manchester United academy boy, you know, I mean, you, yeah. you should be seeing a dominant dominant midfielder. But, there. But I always think with those with those with those players that come from the big big academies, if they haven't made it, but they've got as far as getting in the first team, even once, there's obviously bags of quality there. But for whatever yeah. reason, the coaches can't access it. So it's just a gamble, isn't it, by that club to think, well, there's definitely a player there. Yeah. Maybe we can be the right people to get out. Maybe we can't be, and it's just it's just that gamble. On I suppose Ju- George Savile falls into that category, doesn't he? Was he, was he Chelsea? Came from Michael? Uh, yes, yes. Chelsea, is mm. product of the Chelsea uh, factory, and he's, 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 he came to a, f- a few clubs. He finished up at Mill a few years ago, yeah. and then on loan, and he's gone to Wolves and not been you know done anything there. And come back to the den, as, as many do. Many many find the den as a kind of a strange, yeah. uh, given its reputation, it's strangely nurturing. You know, it's a, it's not. Yeah, thing but well, I suppose it's a. Presumably, it's a place you would go to knowing that all that hostility is on your side, so you're going to feel sort of loved and trusted and safe. It nurtures some. It didn't nurture well, Lewis Graben very yeah, much. Well, I was going to say, yeah. say, you say it's on your side. Obviously, you've not been down there too often. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, okay. I, can, I can name a dozen people who side it weren't. <laughs> so it came... It, but, I mean, if... if, if um, I mean, George Savile, his career was transformed at the den. I, I, I don't think that there's any way he'd be going for £8 million for anyone, mm-hmm. you know, but for the, the time he spent with us. Yeah. Um, Jed Wallace, at some stage, I guess, will, will move on for similar money. He's, he's got that potential, and then again, he's he's flowered at, at, at the Zampa Road. So there is there is this um, possibility to come to Mill. Ryan Leonard, I'm, I'm, he's not really done much. He's been at South End, I think. Sheffield's not really taken hold there. I'm expecting big things from Ryan Leonard because from what I read of him, this is this is the ideal place for him to to do a George Savile and, and develop a, a you know a real a real reputation in midfield. So uh, we we shall see, but um, no, I mean certainly when the den turns against you, it's not so pretty. Um, okay, let's cool. Ask Lewis. We we'll get Lewis on the phone yeah. sometime. Uh, tweeting Lewis. <laughs> right. When we come back, we'll be talking about Neil Harris's explanation as to why Jordan Archer was missing from the matchday squad. Mm. Also, it is now Wales four, Ireland one after an abysmal bit of play uh, from Aaron Ramsey. This is the Millwall Fan Show on Love Spot with Akhtung Millwall. If you want to get involved, you can call us on 0208 70 20 558. Now, Neil Harris was specifically asked about Jordan Archer's uh, admi- admission? Absence from the squad, not admission. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, here's what he said. Jordan was left out of the starting eleven. I chose not to put him in and I've just alluded to the mentality of the group not being good enough at the moment. So Dave Martin came into the squad. That's all he said. Hmm. What do you think he meant from that? What are we? What was he trying to give away? Oh, um, it's an interesting one with Archer because if let's be brutally honest, if you was going to drop him, it'd be last season. Um, he cost us points last season, but for Jordan Archer, I know he made saves, but mm. he cost us some points, and we would have been 
potentially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, it was the most harsh, isn't it? Yeah. It's harsh. <laughs> it's true. Because <clears throat> that's the level of football we're playing at, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The saves he made, I would have expected him to have made. One or two brilliant ones, but, you know, it's harsh. Yeah, I think putting Martin in the squad instead of Archer was because... Humiliation. He, <laughs> it? I mean, you po- know. Possibly, but also Nick, is it? He's he's an old pro. He's been around a bit. He's not going to make much noise. He, he's no. used to being on the bench. It's, it's a, it is an interesting one with Archer. I've got to say, and it's, and it's interesting with those comments from Neil Harris. You know, what what is in the dressing room? Who who aren't the players he doesn't feel is stepping up? If if that's what he, he he believes, then Archer's obviously one. Is that how you take that? You mean he he when he says mentality, he means specifically the team mentality, the winning mentality, that yeah. desire. Yeah. He's not talking about uh, maybe a loss of confidence or something like that. I wouldn't like even that. say it's arguably a winning mentality, would you? I think it's just that Millwall mentality. Millwall mentality. Even if you lose five nil, but put in a shift, you will be applauded off the, pil- mm-hmm. off what, the pitch. What we don't know, because once the, <clears throat> the dressing room door shuts, you don't know what goes on no. behind closed doors. <clears throat> but I wonder whether there's there's been a lot of interest, more interest than we're used to in our players mm-hmm. over the course of the summertime. More money than we've ever been used to at a yeah. small club. Let's 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 be honest, and that has an unsettling effect. So, players that would regard themselves as Premier League potential, mm-hmm. and I, I think Jordan Archer is a Premier League potential goalkeeper because he's he's good, he's very good. But if you don't play to your potential, yeah, you ain't going nowhere, are you? You, nope. you, you might go to the um, you know, you might go to the National Premier yeah. League down below you, but not not <laughs> the Premier. Premier. Um, so I think there may be some. I'm trying to find the most polite. Term for it, but maybe one or two inflated egos. I see. I, that's the way I've taken it, and yep. I would include others in that because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mistakes made on the pitch on Saturday, and I sometimes you know egos can mm. can um, overtake a footballer. I think as well with Millwall, and especially with the fans. I know that you know we've had some arguments where people have said that you know, especially at the start of last season, which we alluded to outside, and maybe the season before, oh, is Harris the right manager and things like this? And we're not going to go into that. Is Harris the right man now? But as it proved with Dave Martin, um, the winger, mm. when Neil Harris was still playing, Millwall fans do not go against Neil Harris. So if you've had an yeah. argument with Neil Harris, it don't matter even if, if no. you're in the right. If, if it publicly comes out that Jordan Archer and Neil Harris has had a spat. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It might be a difficult time there for yeah. Jordan Archer. Yeah, and, and there are some clubs reading about the West Ham player left his Lamborghini behind at the training ground, you know. Um there Mills is not a club where egotistical behaviour of any even the most mild level is yeah. going to be taken and, and accepted um, you've picked the wrong club if you think you can swan off and mm-hmm. um, you know throw a kind of a, a diva style I'm going home because I've not been picked sounds a bit like a South London Barcelona <laughs> they, they all have to That's drive you know they all have the to Bermondsey drive Barcelona. Yeah, they all have to drive the the official club cars, which are all, I think they're all Priuses and stuff. Like they're they're yeah. not allowed to turn up in there. That's what, one of the reasons Latan said he left. He turned up in his Ferrari and was told he wasn't allowed to drive it, so he refused. Drove it every day and then left. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, they're they're on wages that will support Ferrari and Lamborghini. Sure. But it's that the the club mentality is. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you got this. That Barcelona, it's not tolerated, it's not accepted. This is how we do things. Absolutely. And unless you give 100%, and I mm-hmm. think maybe that's where Jordan has been um, guilty a little bit of... Um, yeah. Probably last season, as, as you say, Michael. I mean, I don't think he's actually played that badly, in all honesty. Yeah, I think he's played quite well. <laughs> you know, compared with how he did at, at times last season. But he's, for whatever reason, and there's clearly more to it than th- yeah. th- these words in, in, the, in the press conference, um, he's been dropped. And the professional attitude is you have to take there don't you yep. take your medicine get on with it get on with it i think as well with, with the jordan arch thing you know we you know there's obviously they're, they're alluding to there's things in the background and neil harris has said this and that in the in the changing room but it, it may be that he, he may not sort of be there he might just be so passionate about being dropped he might even be sure on the other foot he's so passionate about being dropped he's he's just absolutely furious so he may not be in the mi- right mind yeah. frame because he is let's be brutally honest and until ben, ben amos has come in he has been easily Mill's number one goalkeeper for for a few seasons. Yeah, and I'm not sure I saw much different in Ben Amos on Saturday. I mean, the, the yeah, that would warrant him to start. No, over I mean, I, I would say he probably would have marginally better with the first goal, which is a decent shot from the edge of the penalty area. And again, that might be harsh, but we're at a harsh level here. So, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I think the Jordan Archer thing is interesting. You want the player to care. You don't want him to not, yeah, you know, not not not, not give a give a fig if you're um if you drop, but. Equally, you can't be storming off like, um, you know, Elsie Tanner out the Rover's Return. <laughs> <laughs> old, old reference for the listeners. Though. I liked it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> EastEnders. I got it. Um, so, in a bit, we'll talk about transfers. Yeah. I hope you've got a lot to say about that. We've got loads to say about that, Sam. Perfect. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> Leg. So, transfers. Let's start with this. Tom Bradshaw sang I Believe I Can Fly for his initiation song. <laughs> what do we think of that? <laughs> um, I think you have to stand on a chair and sing an initiation yeah. song when you join the group. Um, fair play to him. Um, not, not my choice of number, but anyway, yeah. I would have done Born to be Wild personally. But nice. That would be my choice. A lot of, lot of hope rests on Tom Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming. Uh, who is going to replace? Who is going to be the natural fit? in place of I don't know Nor- Norrison celebrated his 35th birthday this week so he's clearly you know he can't have many more seasons left in him so mm-hmm. you would think that a Lee Gregory and Tom Bradshaw double act is kind of what that, that signing looks like <laughs> but um, two small men and, and, and Neil famously favours the big man small man routine doesn't he yeah so you know whether Tom Elliott can develop mm-hmm. with the right service I hope so really hope so because I think yeah. there's a player in there um, Tom Bradshaw's role has yet to be, you know, yet to be fully formed. I think, but 
Um, a decent striker, scored goals for for Barnsley in League One, and broke our transfer record. So um, you know, this is where we need people to tweet in. Where do you think Bradshaw could play? Good question. Yeah, there go on. Well, most in. most naturally, he looks like a replacement for Lee Gregory. So what? Yeah. Whether, you know, again, Lee Gregory does masses of of hard work for the Lions and is a really decent player, decent bloke, but it's not scored the goals. Yeah. You know, and again, the, the the best our downfall historically is I think we've been a bit sentimental. We are a sentimental club, and that's a that's a weakness in in yeah. top level football. So the very best clubs are ruthless in their application of you know they cut players that aren't that don't aren't doing it on the pitch. So whether Tom uh, Tom Bradshaw is a replacement for Lee Gregory. It's kind of where my mind is, is thinking. I, I just don't know yeah. where we're left with a big man. I mean, whether we can get a full season out of Steve Morris, I, I don't know. Well, the wage structure has changed now. Well, I, this is what I'm wondering, whether this mm-hmm. has caused some of the unrest. I mean, some of these new players must have had an impact on our yeah. famous grid of wages. Yeah. Must and they? especially the way Barnsley were very sort of back and forward with, you no, know, you're not having him, you can have him, you're not having him, you can yeah. have him. Mm-hmm. They, they must be... You know, just even if it, the wages isn't huge to break the wage structure, signing on fees are always a big yeah. deal yeah. these days, aren't they? I mean, a lot, a lot of big name players. Ibrahimovic went to Man United for a free, but he's signing on fees. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that Leonard's or um, um, who was we talking about Bradshaws will be at the level of Ibrahimovic, <laughs> but there's still there, big there's, an, there's an argument, and yeah, yeah. I mean, see, I don't, I don't blame. And there's a lot of nonsense spoken online. I mean, we lost George Savile to Middlesbrough, yeah. and we failed to land Ben Marshall during the summer. He went to Norwich, and how much um, credence you give to figures on the internet? I, I know it's always fake news on there, but you know, if you if you're getting um, decent players, but not not world shakers, Ben Marshall's a good winger, but not you know he wouldn't be featuring on the uh, on the on the biggest of stages really. If he's earning twenty seven thousand a week at Norwich, I think I read, and I'm, I'm sure that's what he's the kind of level. That he's at, mm-hmm. and then George Savin go to Middlesbrough and probably get similar money. Well, you know, I'd ask any listen to this show <clears throat> who wouldn't go there and do that. You know, we, we, there's this kind of outpouring of um, hostility to players that take the money. Yeah, but you know, ask yourself who would not go there and take that kind of money because you're only in, in, in the business for a short period of your life. Yeah. Also, because I I have this opinion, I totally have this opinion in yeah. that. People will argue and say, "Oh, he's a mercenary. Oh, he's taking the money." But he only joined your club for the money. Yeah, yeah. that's the only reason. He, like, unless the person you're talking about is someone who came through an academy and is still with that same team. When your club bought someone, yeah, they came. Especially if they're not like if they're not a local. If you've got like a Brazilian who's great, if you if you bought them, they came because you gave them good money. And also, that's when, it. When when players do sort of like go up to the, onto your point, they came for the money. If they do get reduced wage, they might go, "Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want fifteen grand. We I'll have eight. But on a two-year contract, yeah, you know it's that kind of thing. So yeah. it's you, you, you're always <coughs> going to ruffle feathers with, with when you get mm-hmm. these players in. And well, I've got a secret for any anyone out there that thinks that you know every player should be like a chest-pumping, badge-kissing yeah. um, die-hard. Well, we're all only in it for the money, aren't we? I mean, every every one of us goes to work every day for the money. So yeah. unfortunately, you need that to live. So I, I don't blame any any player that mm-hmm. can get a deal. The uh, thing is, you don't get players who are as loyal as Teddy Sheringham, who supported so many clubs well, in his yeah. time. <laughs> Robbie Keane was one of those, Robbie wasn't Keane, he? Robbie Keane, the Celtic Liverpool support. Yeah, everywhere went. Um, Emmett Mkhitaryan joined Manchester United. That was a dream. Then he joined Arsenal, and that was his childhood's dream. Yeah. But so. we, we, we take the mickey out of Teddy Sheringham, but just going back to those olden days of the 19, late 80s, early yeah. 90s, um, we were relegated from Division 1 with Teddy Sheringham, and he stayed with Millwall. Yeah. Now, he mm-hmm. didn't have to stay with Millwall in, in Division 2, as I think it was called then, but certainly a league below. And he stayed, and he scored a club record... Um, season hall I think yeah. I think it still stands I don't know if Neil's um, record passes him but 
believe me, he was on fire that season. He scored goals that nearly got us back into the top flight. And, you know, you read this rubbish. Oh, Teddy, Teddy, you know, support with West Ham, yeah. Teddy support with Spurs, whatever. Absolute rubbish, because he stayed behind when he didn't have to at the den, and yeah. he scored goals, which is the greatest player that our club's ever had. So anyone that thinks otherwise, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. go and wash your mouth out <laughs> <laughs> with some carbonic soap. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, this is their job, isn't it? Ultimately, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a business, and yeah. you know, we, we've 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 done all, we did a right out of Jules Savile. Yeah. Um, we we signed him for paltry sums, three hundred thousand. Yeah, so like I, thought, I thought it was less than that. Joint deal, with Jed Wallace, another great yeah. player, and then we've sold him for eight million. Well, you know, that's 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 good business. And also, isn't it? I made a good season out. Yeah, there. I was going to yeah. I was going to say exactly that. He weren't a wage thief. No, you, he you, wasn't. We, we've had a lot of players, especially under Jackets reign, where yeah. you can literally get a. Sort well, look at some of those clowns we had under Holloway. I mean, you know, I mean, we had a good season, and George Savile's efforts took us to, to, the, to where it was. Yeah, the absolute brink of the of a shot at the big time. So you can't hold that. Yeah, of course not. Absolutely. Player. Um, but no, I mean, how wisely the money has been used has yet to be to be shown. I, like I said earlier on, I've got high hopes for Ryan Leonard. Um, from what I read, Neil Harris rates him, and if Neil rates him as yeah. a warrior, and, and that sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, a warrior and, and, and a winner. And a what, winner. And what a was it he said about um, George Savile as well? Didn't he say, from a business point of view, you, you mm-hmm. couldn't turn that down? No. And would. and no, exactly. And if you can, it, it's the argument when you when you know we was talking about Ronaldo in a break, weren't we? When yeah. when when Real Madrid can sell. Like Cristiano Ronaldo for a hundred million, you can buy two fifty million pound players for that. Right. You know, yeah. like like with with um with George Savile. In theory, I'm not saying how much Berylson's going to put back in or Kavanaugh's going to put back in or anything like that. But there's no way we would have broke our transfer record twice if if Savile wouldn't have gone. Yeah, no. You know? And we've bought two good quality sort of prove it. I mean, yeah. Leonard arguably, you know, maybe at this level, but he's a proven League One midfielder. Who a lot of clubs were looking at, and he went to Sheffield United yeah. in the Championship as well. We've got two one million pound signings, and he'll have an expectation that Neil will develop him like exactly. he developed uh, Joel Savile, exactly, and like he's developed Jed Wallace in in many ways. Because I mean, Jed can be an infuriating player, but he's got mm-hmm. real talent. Um, Wash your mouth out. Wash my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he <Jed> does. That's <laughs> why he did my head in. He, he did the, when he missed the chance in the first half. He did like a Ronaldo, just going back to Christian. Yeah. yeah, this kind of air air kick kind of um, Ronaldo-esque effort, <laughs> which went five yards wide, whereas, you know, if you're going to do it, then Cristiano yeah. puts it in the net. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the big difference, you know. Yeah, yeah that, that's Nick's um, description of saying scuffed it. Scuffed nice. it. <laughs> but anyway, we, we, we move on. We it move happens. on. Uh, talking of moving on, Leeds next. Yeah. Do you think this is a good time for that fixture? Because there's been a bit of a break with the internationals, and it's off the back of not the ideal results. So is it a good way to end the talk of mini crisis, come in, get a good victory? Yeah, um, there's never a bad time to play Leeds United mm-hmm. at the Den. Um, it's always an event. It's always um, it has a certain. It's like a theatrical event, isn't it? I mean, you know what you're going to get. It's it's got it's got certain the great familiar of songs. English it's like the old yeah. uh, you know it's like the old musical. You always have the same songs. You will mm-hmm. sing along. And the, the main difference, I think, this time is that this Leeds United side do look the part. I think they've, they've started well. They seem to have a manager that knows what he's doing, which is unusual for them. Um, and they seem to have players that um, are described as, you know, the fittest in the division. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how you measure that, but they, they their results have done their own talking. And um, I, I think for the first time, we're probably with a chance, of, well, for a few years anyway. I remember we got beat by them in the, about 10 years ago at home. But um, first time for a little while where we might not have a, you know, as, as, yeah. as strong a game as we, as we would expect to. That said, if we throw the kitchen sink at them and get the crowd on side and 
Mm. You know, anything's you, open in it at the den against Leeds. You never ever bet a result Mill Leeds because it literally it's like it's like a seesaw with rockets on either side. <laughs> they just go up. And you have no idea what's going to no. happen. And it will and be a new experience for some of these players. I mean, uh, you know, they, they look like a good side. They look some talented players mm-hmm. there, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. they've experienced um, 90 minutes of some bloke called Terry shouting at them for, no, <laughs> was, for about five yards it away. It was like when um, McAllister, um, McAllister bought Leeds down a few years ago, didn't he? I think it was like 2008 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we fancied to do them. I think they'd done it like 2 0. But yeah. then when like when Grayson brought them down and it was like they like the marching on together, doing the old Leeds, Leeds and all that malarkey, and then we, we turned them over and then we went up to Ellen Road. They, the famous story they were printing on the front of the programme, marching on together to Wembley, and then Abdul scored his goal. You cannot call Mill Leeds. It's no, both home no. or away. You just can't call it. Right. We're well, Karen talking about that in a second. One game you can call is Wales Island. It was always going to be Wales. Uh, and it is finished 4 1. That's over. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, Nick, you touched on this briefly. How about this? So Liam Cooper said that the uh, Leeds squad is the fittest in the championship. How can he possibly know that? And does that not act as motivation? I don't know. Maybe he's compared everyone's body mass index, fat, <laughs> fat content. Is some, yeah. of this, some some website you can do that? I don't know. The famous I, BMI. <clears throat> I don't know. You make such a claim, but um, we'll, we'll, they're, they're clearly going to be a good side. I mean, their mm-hmm. results, I think they've won the majority of their opening four or five games, whatever it is. So they, they've clearly opened up well. The Leeds United. I mean, they. <clears throat> I think sometimes just talking about younger fans, that yeah. people think they've only ever been a, you know, a third and second tier side. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they are one of the biggest teams in in England. You know, they they were they had an expectation of seventies to be league champions and European yeah. champions. Two thousand three was it? They were Champions League yeah. semi finalists. Yeah, um, Evan like Road has stayed international football. It's, it's a yeah. big club, so um, they would have an expectation to be in the top six, mm-hmm. and anything less than that is, is is a failure. I mean, they've been failing for years, haven't they? Really. Yeah. But they can't carry on fighting forever. Yeah, I've, al- I've always said to um, to people, I know, like, obviously it's a results business, and I have this argument with my dad, funnily enough, because he always says about the results and don't look too much at the history. But th- th- as much as it pains me to say it, Le- Leeds United really should be in the top ten of the Premier League. The size of the club and yeah, uh, the yeah. fan base yeah, and yeah. The, the, the pull and attraction it's got two players to get. You said it's Leeds United. Yeah. It's Leeds United. Which is precisely why we love to beat them. Yeah, too right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is this motivation. I mean, going back to Swansea for a moment. Yeah. I mean, Swansea a decent side, and they are who they are. But you know, there, there isn't that sense of taking down one of the great names of English football, no. and that, that's when the den comes to life. It's it's a most yeah. bizarre thing. It's, it's schizophrenia. Actually, <laughs> it's it's, it's it really strange. My my, my seven year old, he's he, he, he's like into football, and he watches yeah. it all on telly. And sees, even he goes, he goes, oh, Dad, I can't stand Leeds. And I'm like, you're seven, you know. I've <laughs> only really been watching football really know, for a couple of years. Oh, I just don't like Leeds, Dad. And you say, good boy, good yeah. boy. It's, a, it's amazing how much um, Leeds have managed to. Wind, not wind up I don't know create distrust and hatred among other fans considering there are no other teams in Leeds yeah, they, they don't they, have a local rivals they just went for the rest of the country I, th- I think it, I think it goes back to egotism again. They, I mean, they yeah. are living still in 1973 when they were league champions, and they think that that, that in itself entitles them to mm-hmm. go to small clubs. They would go to somewhere like um, I'm trying to think some small town clubs, Shrewsbury or somewhere, and that's yeah. g- they're going to roll over for them. And you know, they're, they're ne- endlessly surprised when teams don't roll over for them. And th- but it never seems to change that mentality that a team they can just roll out in the white yeah. shirts and everyone lies prostrate at their feet. And unfortunately, when you come to the den with that attitude. Not many yeah, prostrate your feet, well Michael. Do they? <laughs> yeah. It's about the worst place in the world for that kind yeah. of a, a outlook, you know. I so think, think that's what gives it real spice. Yeah, with, with Leeds as well. I mean, yeah, we're saying they're, they're the big time Charlies and all this, and they've had like the Brian Clough film and the book mm. and everything mm. like that. But 
there, there was a thing last season, wasn't there, where they think that there's that rivalry between Mill and Leeds because we're the only two real working class clubs, arguably. I would argue, yeah. Left. yeah and yeah, they yeah. say that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Obviously, they're a northern team and, you know, they're a big club mm-hmm. and we're a southern team, a small club, but. There's that common factor that the fan bases are reasonably similar. I don't want to say that without trying to offend too many Millwall fans, <laughs> connecting them to the, what they really want. No, I think you're like. onto something there. Um, there. There is a rawness to, to going to Leeds, isn't yeah. there? It's, it's harsh, you know. It's, um, it's it's grim up north, and um, that's very very up north, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. And then when we arrive, it's it's got all the ingredients. I mean, it's a great game last season. Must be the lo- the like geography, the 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 biggest distance of a derby in England. Does it count as a derby? Do you think? I've, I've I've had this argument. I, <laughs> I I've, don't know that. Yeah, That's a good question. <laughs> there, there was a thing about the top. I saw this thing: the top three teams in the rivalry, and I genuinely would put Leeds second. I'd put Leeds above Palace, Cholton. But you see, we all these clubs. He, we rarely play Liverpool, but if we played Liverpool, yeah. that would be a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got this bizarre. I tried to explain this to my wife. Everyone. Do you know what we, we never do? Liked, that is, yeah. <laughs> we never liked Total Network Solutions, did we? So when we played in. <laughs> If we if we played uh, play Manchester United, there's, there's you know you have this, this this bizarre idea, even though we've won nothing over the course of our existence, that somehow we have this divine right to sit on the same table and, and turn it upside down. That's that's what we bring to Leeds, and that's what we would take to Spurs, and you know all, know, all the there's great there's names. There's another one that apparently we don't get on with, but we never hardly we don't get on with anyone. Who do we get on with? In uh, <laughs> true, Argen- in Argentina they claim that England Argentina is the only um, big. Uh, uh, Football derby over continents. There's no other big rivalries over continents. I suppose not between two national sides, and that that is the only one. And to an extent, that's like Leeds and Mill was the smaller version of that because the distance is huge for two teams in the same country to be rivals. I, I, I think they rather hate the idea that we that they that we get under their skin. I think <laughs> it, 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 they they have their ideas of playing the uh, the Bayern Munichs and the uh, yeah. the, 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 the Juventus and, yeah. and the rest, and it somehow they keep getting dragged into this pub brawl and the old. Road, you know, it's, it's, it's this kind of idea that you want to fly yeah. off to the glamour spots and yet somehow find yourself in South Bermondsey still. But do you find when when they're down, is there a grudging respect? Do the fans get along? No, no. <laughs> in a nutshell, no. Take your silly badges from the seventies with your wonky L's and your wonky U's. No, 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 no half and half scarves. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's, it's full on. Good old fashioned hatred. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be actually, yeah, like, see a guy in the pub have a really nice time. No, no. hate them. Hate them <laughs> all. So if any Leeds fans want to tweet in, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not like that. Um, the, 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 you know, West Ham is the the famous rivalry, mm-hmm. um, and lately things have probably come a little bit more. Um, there's a bit more mutual respect, the kinds of things I think you're, you're driving at. But I'm sure when we play them, it's going to be back to the. Now would be a great time. Back to, play to the eighties, the old school. Yeah. You know, when was that? That that happened, didn't it? Was that? Well, like 2005, 2006, somewhere around then, when yeah, they got a, drawn in the cup. And we had like a League Cup 2008, game. I think that was. 2008. Was it 2008? It was yeah. the most, you know, the biggest folly of police. Just remember, yeah, just watching it on the news unfolding all night, just people everywhere running away from horses. They decided to play it on a, on a bank holiday Monday night on a, on a warm day after they'd been in the pub yeah. all day. So, you know, it, it was only ever going to end one way. I, I remember when we played them in 2011 when they got relegated 
and I remember like I'd, I'd never been to a Mill Leeds game, um, Leeds West Ham, should I say? And I remember I was going, oh, I don't know about this, you know. As much as I love going to all games, I've, mm. and Palaces and Leeds, and oh, this is this is something else. This is West Ham at home, mm. you know. And you walked in, and you could literally they were just staring at you <laughs> from the north end. And then we we're in the West Upper, and they were staring back, and it's like I don't think I've watched any of the game for about 25 <laughs> minutes. And then, um, but that was the one where who, who was it? Henry Henry Lansbury mm. um, had a shot from the halfway line in the first 40 seconds and put it wide, and That's everyone right. was like, "Thank goodness that didn't go in." <laughs> If that went in, there would have been uh, just a riot on the pitch, and it finished nil-nil. Yeah, very similar fans. West Ham yeah. and Mill fans. Yeah. Very similar. I think that's what the problem is. Yeah. Well, Harry Harry Redknapp didn't he say after that happened in 2008 that they shouldn't play that fixture anymore? They should just ban it. They shouldn't no, allow they it shouldn't, in the cup. Yeah, they shouldn't play it in the evening. Was what he said. Didn't oh, I was just that's evening. What he said, oh, he I said thought he wanted it. I, w- I thought he wanted it completely just removed from. I read it. That he wanted it removed from the fixtures. Yeah. but um, mm. I think he settled on playing at six o'clock on a Sunday morning in the end. You know, that's nice of him. Yeah. Uh, oh, in, yeah, in another country, yeah. Know, <laughs> one, one of the game thirty nines. You go to yeah. uh, <laughs> somewhere like Thailand or somewhere. You know, see thanks, what Harry. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, international break. Are there are there games that you're particularly interested in because of Millwall players being in action? We well, were just watching um, Ireland get spanked by Wales mm-hmm. there, and, and Sean Williams won the pass, which um, is always you know yeah. always nice to see. Um, we've got quite a few internationals in this squad at the moment, haven't we? Um, yeah. Williams, Aidan O'Brien, bizarrely is in the, was in the rug, uh, the, <laughs> in the rugby side. <laughs> Where that come from? He's in the Ireland well, side. Somebody <laughs> shooting. <laughs> that's where it's all going wrong for Aidan. Yeah. He's in the should be in the rugby side. That would do it. Uh, and well, that's I mean. Sh- uh, Ferguson the place in Northern Ireland they're playing tomorrow afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon aren't they yeah so um, yeah I mean it's an unusual event in Millwall existence of so many internationals even Jem Karakan who's come back to us has played for Turkey in his yeah. time so um, yeah it's, it's a glittering tapestry of international talent down the den these days so. yeah uh, speaking of which Gareth Southgate isn't against looking in the championship are there players yeah. there that you think could make that step up I would say they're players that have the fire and I mean one good thing that came out of the World Cup was the Eng- seeing England side with some desire at yep. last you know we haven't mm-hmm. seen that for years no um, so I was very much of the um, mindset that you look in places like the Championship where you do get English players that want to succeed and want to bring some you know some extra effort to the yep. To the uh, to the event, so yeah, I mean, why not? We we you know, I I, I think the championship is as good a place as any for a, as a breeding ground for English talent. It's certainly not the Premier League, is it? Mm. And a lot, of, let's be honest, a lot of successful international countries they they look outside their mm-hmm. their top tier. They, they look yeah. into their second tiers as well. Like yeah. the, the Spanish teams, they they nurture their sort of second string and yeah, second their B players. teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, I, th- I think it's unfortunately I know the, the World Cup went well for us and you know you can't be too critical of Southgate or the England side but I still think there's that arrogance with the FA themselves mm. that if you're not playing in the Premier Division and um, then you, you're not good enough however what was the stats for the um, England players over the weekend was it something like 29% or 30% compared to 34% in the Premier last League. season right the pool's getting smaller. No, it's, yeah. absolutely, it's absolutely damning. In dance. When the Premier League began, that was its prime yeah, it was reason it was huge, wasn't it? Reason to exist was that it would uh, encourage a more successful yeah. England side. Well, it hasn't done that at all. No. Um, and there's absolutely no belly to change that or to make any move that starts to nurture the talent that we that we yeah. saw. Not enough of it, but uh, start the glimmerings of it during the summertime. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's an interesting move. Start looking at the Championship. It, it also makes um, a bigger platform for the Championship side. So players playing for the likes of Millwall, you know, yeah. if they're going to be looked at by the England manager, that's, that can only spur you on. So I think it's a great idea. 
Um, yep. Not sure what I make of the Nations League, though. We were talking about that off, off air, weren't we? It's all right. Um, I, I can... I can see it as a as a way of trying to do away with international friendlies, which yeah, is the most mundane, pathetic, dreary events, aren't they? Yeah. So it's anything that gives it an edge, and I think that's what this is intended to do, is a good yeah. thing. Mm. But it's absolutely, you know, complex, but, yeah. complex well, it's, competition. It's lucky I just saw the Armenia Liechtenstein result for my wall that's chart. A big one. Oh, that's, that's Nations a, League. That's a big one. Yeah, Group D, apparently, there, Nick. You talk yeah. about long distance rivalries. That's a big one. The Armenia versus Liechtenstein. There'd have been flares and riots. Absolutely. Absolutely. Apparently, it's the Mill Leeds of the Nations League. (laughs) Of the Central European (laughs) Division. Armenian Liechtenstein. You heard it here first. On on different Mill news, uh, the Lionesses uh, are letting people in if they've got season ticket holders for free now. Yeah, they're playing at. um, Is it Dartford, Michael? You're you're, you're down there quite a bit, mate. You're lurking around the the, the Lionesses, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) So nicely put. He laughs off, Mike. Um, no, I've been to a few games this season. Yeah, they're, they're, so they've put this thing out so all um, season ticket holders, thanks, Nick, um, can go down to um, to Princess Park for free, which is a good way to get people in um, to get to, to support it's a nice little ground, to support the side. They're a good little, um, nice little, yeah, ground. Good little side as well. They're a very, very good team. A very, uh, very young team. Um, they will surprise. From what I've seen so far, they will surprise a lot of a lot of teams mm. this year. They're, with with what happened last season, with the manager Lee Birch and a lot of the other players leaving, there was the expectation that you know well, there was even the question with Linus is even in existence, right there. Kind of business. So you know these new players have come in. Not so much sort of well-known names within within the women's game, but yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot of uh, surprise results this season. Mm. I can tell you that. Whenever the Lionesses are mentioned, I always say that we were the first club that set up women's football in the eighties. No, normally, that's my contribution to the, to the conversation. <laughs> but we were amongst the first nice. clubs to go down the community route, Very including the Lionesses. Yeah. And after that, I'm out of ammunition. I'm afraid. So, nice. So. Should we move on? Move on, mate. Uh, Steve Morrison's thirty-fifth birthday. Mm, 35 years old. Yeah, is that the old silver fox? He brought some uh, cakes apparently into the training ground, didn't he? Ah, well, that's, that's a defrost, didn't they? That's yeah. a defrost for a while. They come out of the freezer. Well, that's so we didn't have a repeat of the Yaya Torre birthday gate transfer. Oh, you don't want that fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but saying that, it's a lot of candles to blow out, isn't it? Mm. It's a lot of candles. Yeah. How long can he go on for? 35. I mean, it's. it's um, well, he's vet's age now, isn't he? He's got a painting of himself in his flat that gets older and older. Whilst <laughs> <laughs> he remains forever youthful. Nice. Yeah. Um, but he still does a job, though, doesn't he? I mean, like. He does a job. I mean, we, we were aiming balls at him incessantly during that 85 minutes of, mm-hmm. uh, of Swansea, and it's a physical, hard job that he does. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of nous, hasn't he? He's experienced. Yeah. He, he moans at the referee. He falls over at strategic moments yeah. he does the whole dark art of football stuff so I've got a huge amount of time and respect not only for his football ability the fact he's an old man like me so you know I've got I've got time for him the resemblance is uncanny is it between you <laughs> <laughs> no you could do a job <laughs> me yeah <laughs> 30 years ago possibly <laughs> the thing is though we, not a very good one then though <laughs> with, with Steve Morrison you think he played what 40 odd games last season yeah yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a war horse he's an absolute war horse well guys we've got about 10 seconds left do you want to take this opportunity to plug the show Achtung Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast it goes out each week not this week but on each Sunday on a Sunday afternoon and it includes my stream of consciousness about Millwall and all things pertaining well that's perfect we'll see you next time cheers bye cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage for you learn more at UH1.com 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 